Oh, baby. Welcome back to Talking Sports Better Than Most, where we've got it all. Uh, we're going to have another jam-packed session of everything, um, some of the biggest news in sports, and just cover it all. That's right, and we're going to start off with March Madness, because even though it's February, we're just a few days away. The college basketball season's coming to an end pretty quick. This is old madness. Yeah, it's time for Michigan State to step up. I think they're an underdog today. Against yeah, I think they're Iowa, Iowa. I like Michigan State in that game, but i got to play some bets in a little bit. So I'll talk about that in a second, but it is. It's March Madness. It's time. And we got kind of a lot going on. I, I think we're kind of in this. This is the way I look at it. Houston's the number one team in the country. They're obviously a mid-major. They had some good teams, obviously. Um, Calvin Sampson's obviously been a, a good coach with a little bit of a checkered history. But... The question is, when push comes to shove, are they really going to be uh, the the big guys? Because Houston, granted, is a, is a powerhouse. It's not the smallest university, but still, you wonder when a push comes to shove, do they have, have they been battle tested? Yeah, most people would probably say no. And then you got Alabama it has all sorts of issues going on right <laughs> yeah. now. They you could know, be without their best player in, in a few days. And if Nate Oates wasn't the coach, then they probably would be. It's clear Nate Oates is letting this kid play basketball because he, he said wrong him. wrong place wrong time yeah i mean he gave him the gun he, he, here's my gun yeah wrong place wrong time you know what do you have a gun for to protect yourself right and so why would you need to give a gun to anybody else well, i don't mention you're liable if you have, if you give the gun to somebody else yeah and he, even if you didn't pull the trigger i mean it doesn't matter it's there's your gun something going on there and obviously he's doing it for one reason and one reason only to win a championship and um you know, what do they say? The cover-up is worse than the crime. Obviously, nothing's going to be worse than this crime because somebody's life was lost. But, um, boy, Nate Oates is playing with his, his reputation and potentially his career yeah, I mean, um, when someone's dead. And um, it's it definitely smells really shady. And I can't And he's, believe. like, openly talking about it and, like, not trying. Like, it's different if you try to cover it up. No, but he's, he's openly talking about it and, and defending him. Again, he was defending his situation. And, and I'm going to be honest with you. I, I just think um, his career's on the line. And, and I think it's going to go up in flames at some point. So yeah. we got that situation out there. Without with, with that being said, they're a top team. And then you get Kansas every year, yeah. powerhouse. And yet Kansas has been an underdog quite a bit this year. Right. Um, they've only lost five games, but... You feel like, yeah, maybe they will win the national championship, but in some cases you think they could lose it. Like, maybe they're not as good as they think. And then you get these other teams. You get UCLA in the top five. I mean, yeah, UCLA's got some nice wins. Um, we'll see. Yeah, Purdue. Purdue, I think, is a one-man show, and they don't even use that man really as much as probably they should. Um, Virginia, to me, is just Virginia. Um, Virginia got beat up the other day. Yeah, recently. and I, I that's weird. Arizona and UCLA, I put in the same category. Texas, obviously, they got an interim Texas coach. Is pretty good. I think they're an underdog today too. They're and then you got Baylor. Team. Baylor's always been playing pretty good. So there's Miami's been playing 10. well. I mean, they've been they've and been playing well. Miami's an underdog a lot too. So I mean, Kansas, Miami, Texas, Baylor. Baylor's got a really good guard. Um, I don't remember his name off the top of my head right now, but. He's probably one of the best guards in the country. Uh, and you round out teams Flagler. like is Kansas State, where do they fall in? Indiana, really, how good are they? Xavier, Iowa State, Recent TCU, champions. I mean, you got Kansas and Baylor. Two teams that could be right back in it again. So Yeah. 
I think this year is going to be the year everybody wants to call all these upsets. And then, you know, who's one of those mid-major teams? Is it St. Mary's finally? Are they going to be the one that kind of comes out of nowhere? St. Mary's is phenomenal if they didn't have to play Gonzaga. Creighton, um, you know, they've had a good run last year. player got injured, though. They don't look as solid as they did. Um, Northwestern is a surprise in the Big Ten. I don't. I think it's more just a pretty show. Um, well, they, lost last, they lost on yeah, Thursday night when they had that huge uh, lead. Illinois. San Diego yeah. State is a you know when uh, not a is a mid major, but they've always had a solid program over the years. Um, and I'm just looking at other teams that receive votes because it makes you think. Obviously, Oral Roberts is a mid major. They obviously are going to have a pretty good year. Charleston, I think, has only lost, what, there might be like 26-2 and two or something. Um, they got a really good record. And then you got the perennials. Like, what happened to North Carolina? They were supposed to win the national championship. And what, I'm not going to lie. It's what been happened a to them? horrific. I don't know if it's coaching. What the hell is the coach's name again? I can see his face. Can't say his name right now. <laughs> yeah, I know. I got to think of it, too. Um, I'm looking up because I cannot think of it. Um, Hubert Davis. Um, I mean, I don't know if it's his fault, but I don't know you can if you can throw the blame any, blame anywhere else. I mean, they've got Armando Baycott, who could probably you could probably argue is one of the top five big men in the country. You've got um, R.J. Davis, one of the top ten point guards probably in the country. You got uh, shooting guard, can't think of his name, but you I mean you got three starters that played in the national championship running up team last year, and they you could have argued that they were probably the best team in the country last year. Just a few. I mean, that, that national championship game was back and forth. Um, it wasn't like by any means a blowout. Um, lost at the last second, and I mean, you return almost all your production. So um, there's no excuse. You know, they got obviously talent, but they're maybe a Sweet 16 team. They're not. They don't look. They look way different when they play at home versus when they look, when they play on the road. They, they have no idea what they're doing on the road. So where does this put the college basketball season? I think in the year where. I think you probably could name 20 teams that could win it. And I can I can tell you every number one seed might have a chance to lose, too. Yeah, so it's going to be fun I watching it. It's just one of those things. So, now, what about Toledo? Where do you put Toledo? Here we are. We're ready for them to break the hearts of all Toledo fans. The streak. Senior day today. Does the streak end? Um, they're the hottest team in the MAC right now. Maybe in all of college basketball, they're one of the yeah, hottest. Yeah, I don't teams. think they've lost since um, they had one bad loss. They had a bad loss in January third. That's the last time they lost. Teams out. So yeah. um, I know. I'm sorry. They lost the tenth as well. What, what's your but, take on what you see from the Rockets? You were at the game the other day. Yeah, I mean, they, they played Akron, who was you know the, was the number. They were tied for third, but one game behind Toledo, um, and they had recently just went to Akron and beat them. Kind of led the whole game, and then Tuesday night, I mean, they were at one point almost, I think, in the second half, they were doubling up Akron. So uh, Toledo obviously played well. Akron didn't play as well, but Akron. I think the problem for Akron is they rely two, on two guys to kind of be their to be their uh, team. Um, Castaneda and no, I don't remember the other guy's name. Number twenty-five. Um, I think it's a lot to rely on two guys to be your your team. So. I'm not surprised that uh, the way the game played out, but um, I'd be really excited that they can do that again in about two weeks. Yeah, I think. Um, so, I mean, I think if if they can find a way 
to be the number one seed. They'll, they would at right now they would play Akron, and most likely they'd probably play Akron at Ball State then because Ball State and Akron are both the same record in the MAC. Um, I don't know as much about Kent. I know they have a really good point guard, um, but yeah, I mean. Do I think that they could win the MAC? Absolutely. Am I going to get my ho- my hopes up? No, because then they'll be ripped out when they lose. But um, I think it's crazy to say when you lose a guy to a draft, which is the first player drafted from Toledo in almost thirty years, that you get better. But I think they did because I think they're more of a team. They aren't relying on somebody to score twenty five points a game like they did last year. Um, you know, I, I think that they just, I just think the other guys that weren't as, you know, big of names last year had to step up this year. And I think that's actually kind of helped them um, being a little bit more of an offensive and being more of a team that spreads the ball around. Um, I'm just hoping that they can continue to do this in, in Quicken Loans Arena, whatever the arena is called, uh, Rocket Mortgage or whatever. Um, continue that in about two weeks and um, they would make, well, I guess three weeks, but they would make all of Toledo very happy. And again, this is just my argument that unfortunately the whole, um, no matter what happens in the regular season, it comes down to what, three games, like you said. Yeah, I mean, it would have to basically almost and, be like uh, run the table yeah, undefeated for Thursday, them to get in. Probably Thursday, Friday, Saturday. I mean, yeah. they got to win three games in March. Otherwise, to me, the rest of the season means absolutely nothing. It's, but um, we'll see what happens. The Mac's not getting two teams in, but... Yeah. Um, Probably be better to see the Mac get two teams in than the Big Ten to get Ten. every team in and just <laughs> yeah. you know Rutgers is Rutgers. I mean, they barely beat Ohio State the other day. It's like whatever. But if they keep winning, win some more games, they're going to get in. It's just to me not even. It's whatever. I'd rather see two teams from the Mac and see what they can do against some of these bigger schools. I tell you what, I think that. I mean, I think Toledo would fight, uh, put up a better fight because offensively they could score 100 points every game. I mean, they just have that offense. Obviously, if they don't shoot the ball well, it's a different story, but they kind of have that run and gun under Todd Kowalczyk, the ability to score 100 points. And obviously, you know, if you go to a, go to a Power 5 school, they're going to have better athletes, but I don't think it changes Toledo's ability to score points. So um, they could definitely, if they were to get the opportunity and win those three games, obviously, like we said, um, I don't think that would be just the biggest upset ever if they were to win a game. Because I mean, if they win, they win the three games and they close out the season strong. I mean, they would be twenty-eight and six. I mean, I don't think they would be like a super high seed. I mean, they would be probably about like a ten or eleven seed. And when you're a ten or eleven seed, you have a chance to beat the team that you're playing. So, and um, but obviously they got still got to win those three games, and there's. We've we've seen a Toledo team there many times, at least in my life, where I've watched them enough and haven't been able to get the job yeah, done. So. It's gonna be fun. So again, um, let's see. Every Saturday is kind of always fun. You get these little upsets along the way, and um, tournament time. The app is gonna be rolling with some upsets. Gonna take all my money on my bank account. I've been putting it back in, just probably to take it all out. In yeah, I just weeks. withdrew Thursday night. I withdrew two hundred. $12.66 from my DraftKings account and put it back in my bank account. Mm-mm-mm, folks, there we go. Hey. Feels good to do that. <laughs> it does. Now I'm only maybe down to $300. Um, but anyways, now, here's the deal. We talked last week. Tiger Woods was playing. He made the cut. It was an action-packed leaderboard at Riviera. Uh, Max Homa battled with John Rahm to the end. And How about John Rahm, though? Five starts? He's, I think he's been five starts this year, three wins? Yeah, I, I you know, 
I know Rory is perceived as the number one player in the world. I don't know who is now. Every day it changes every week. But well, that's I mean, the thing in golf. Like you can play, like you could be the number one. Like okay, so like if if we were gonna play each other, not to sound cocky, but I'd probably be ranked higher than you. But you could beat me any day of the week. Like that's just how golf is. Like just because you're ranked, I mean, you could be ranked one thousandth in the world and play John Rahm, and you could still beat him. Obviously, it'd be a surprise, but. Like, that's just how golf is. I mean, golf... I mean, if you look at the PGA Tour leaderboard every single week, there's going to be one guy on the leaderboard that probably has never even been on the leaderboard before. That's the great thing about the PGA Tour is every single week, there's somebody up there that has never been there before. And, John and then Rahm, you got John Rahm up there, too. Yeah, I mean, he just... Every week, he's consistent. He, he hasn't been driving the ball well. He had a big hook going last week a few times. But every time he hooked it, he... He didn't know. I don't know if I was watching it last week or something like that. He, they said he had one fairway through the first 11 holes, and yeah, it's like, was, he was yeah, still like three under. It's yeah, like, man. He was struggling. It's amazing how good those guys are. But Max Homa battled him to the end. Max Homa was really emotional afterwards. He was tearing up. To me, that was what golf was all about. He just wanted to win in California. He wanted to win his home again. That meant that much to him. It was really emotional watching him. He's a pretty, I think he's becoming a real big fan favorite and favorite um McElroy played i think rory's a big fan of the last two tournaments i, I know he doesn't really care for the arizona bet played in this one because it's tigers event it's a it's one of those new um super special pga tour events but i don't think he really cares for them that much you can see again horses for courses right everybody knew max homo would play well there because he's a southern california kid he won there before he just loves that course um and then you saw some of the regular names. Patrick Cantley was up there. Will Zellatoris uh-huh. up there. Good players. And that's what the PGA Tour tried to do with this new schedule and this new format. Got big names. Obviously, Tiger turned the event from a from a 6 to a 10, obviously. And he's only said he's probably going to play in the four majors every year. Yeah, four maybe, majors and then throw out a few other tournaments. And maybe the Genesis him. once in a blue moon, obviously, because that's his tournament. Maybe you could see him at the Memorial. And the only other event probably is TPC. Um, but he probably ain't playing it anymore, but um, he looked pretty good. Um, I think he didn't look as tired on Sunday as probably everybody thought he would have, Um, but there's absolutely no doubt in anyone's mind that when he goes back, number one, I know he said he hasn't been practicing much, so he just played that little low cut or high cut, whatever it was. Well, I mean, there's no reason why he shouldn't play that year. Yeah, I mean, there's no reason why he shouldn't be playing that every time he comes out and plays. Because he was playing it. Perfect. He was hitting it just as far as Rory, and for the most part, and was just hitting that little. And I'm going to be honest with you, he hit the ball really well. The driver looked really, really good. I mean, at 10 and 13 at Augusta, he's going to play the draw with the three wood. So that's easy. But um, there's really no reason why in any other hole he can't just play the cutout there and put it in one. Perfectly draws up for that. Number yeah, two obviously yeah. doesn't, but I mean, no, you just got to get it down the fairway. Just a three wood down there and, and yeah. see what happens. If he gets the run, it's going to be. But that's what he did say helped him. It was fast. It was firm. Um, it did help him kind of lengthwise because he was hitting it past those guys. So, yeah, I mean, there were so many times he was carrying it over 300 yards. So Yeah, so I mean, I, he said it helped him being fast. I think he's going to show up as a short game, not the, not the driving, not yeah. hitting the ball. His striking was pretty damn good. His, his wedge game looked a little rough. He had some weird pitches weird chips and then of course you get <clears throat> the putter the putter's the putter i mean you're hot you're cold yeah. sometimes you change one thing in your putting you put the ball further in your stance back in your stance left hand low low hand high whatever and then next thing you know you make some putts right so again um i don't know 
Obviously, Tiger's familiar with Augusta. I don't know if he's ever played. Uh, I'm assuming he's played Oak Hill. Maybe that's where the PGA was at one time. I don't know, but, you know, I don't know if he's ever played L.A. Country Well, I Club. saw that they said not long before the tournament last week that he was scouting. Yeah, he was at L.A., you're right. Or, yeah, okay. At so the, then he was at the he was scouting the U.S. US Open, Open yeah. of course. Yeah. Um, But I got to believe he knows a little bit about the grass and everything. He's a Southern Cal- California. I think I heard Jim Nance say last week that this will be – the closest major site to his home ever that he's ever played in. So whether he's ever played there or not, I know they've changed the golf course, but um, with that being said, I mean, I don't know what this course looks like. I know there's a couple par threes that are going to play over 300 yards, um, which seems kind of stupid, but whatever. That's how the U S open is going to keep par down to even somehow. But um I think most importantly, the key is going to be for him just, like you said, if he could walk, <laughs> he'd be fine. Because um, he can make the swings. Yeah, he needs, he, I don't think he can practice as much as he wants. It's probably why his wedge game's a little off. Um, chipping game, not quite sure why it's a little off. You would think that'd be the easiest thing for him to do, but maybe not. Mm-hmm. Um, but he looks good. I think he feels okay. I don't know if he's ever going to feel good again the rest of his life, unfortunately. Um, but I just love that Tiger has become kind of, um, he's taking on, he still wants to win, but you can see him taking on that role of Jack Nicholas, Arnold Palmer. I think you can see Roy McIlroy has stepped in for Phil Mickelson and taken that role of Jack Nicholas and Arnold Palmer. Like, it's really cool to see. I, I feel like these PGA Tour players, with live golf and what happened to them kind of unite it more than ever. And that's why I, I know, think, but Sergio said that Rory's, um, yeah. So or I went tweeting crazy because I love people retweeting all the Sergio things over the years yeah. and him smashing up the bunkers and things for being immature. I mean, there's anybody that's, you could name off the top of your head. That's been immature and acts like a child on the golf course. It's yeah. Sergio Garcia. I mean, he hits a shot that he doesn't like and he snaps four clubs. So, um, I'm not sure Rory. Rory probably hasn't snapped four clubs in his life. So so I am a little concerned about, if I read this correctly, that both the U.S. and the European Tour will let live players play in the Ryder Cup if they qualify. And the only way they can qualify, I think, is through the four majors. Yeah, they're allowed to play the four majors but this year. if Sergio won two of the four majors... He's going to earn enough points to be on the Ryder Cup team, which... Don't think that's going to happen, though. I don't think it's going to happen either, but um, it definitely would create... I mean, Dustin Johnson. Dustin Johnson's the only one that I would say off that Dustin head. Johnson winning the Masters or something. Yeah. like. Uh, but I'll be honest with you. I, I I don't know if you how much you've followed me on Twitter the past couple of days, but the whole live thing, Dustin Johnson's been pretty quiet. Like, they asked him what's the difference between golf on live and PGA Tour. And, I mean, I think Dustin answered the question pretty easy. Like, golf is golf. Mm-hmm. No matter where you're at, no matter where you're playing, I like playing golf. He hasn't necessarily taken the digs at the PGA Tour that Brooks, Patrick, um, Sergio, those guys have. Dustin's just kind of... I mean, Dustin seems like a pretty, like you say, something that's... You wouldn't want to stay on air to him, and he just laughs at you. Like he doesn't seem like a guy that's get upset, gets upset. Yeah, I mean, I I just think he's, um, uh, I don't know. Um, it's going to be interesting. I mean, let's be honest. Um, 
I feel like we need to have two leaderboards at the Masters, right? Yeah. Like, and the the Masters leaderboard, and then next to it's got to be whether you're live or PGA Tour, right? Yeah. Like, um, it's gonna create an interesting um, dynamic. I, I'm interested to see how CBS is gonna cover even the shots, right? Like, are are the live players gonna be wearing live clothes? You know, promoting live, yeah. obviously. Um, because I guess they're in special uniforms now or something. They all wear the same thing. Yeah, because they're like teams or whatever. Yeah, the the horse great. Did you see Bubba Watson's um, yeah. thing? Oh my God. He said that, I don't remember what it was. I mean, I know I tweeted about it. I mean, I can find it. I mean, it's just one of those things where it's going to create a little bit of drama like I don't think we've ever really seen in golf, um, which is a good thing. Um, but those PGA Tour players, I think, are going to be more motivated than ever to um, see that the live golfers don't. Now, Liv's playing its first tournament this year in Mexico. Um, they obviously picked the week where the PGA Tour had its weakest field of the year um, because they just came off of two high-power events. Um, so um, I think you said Phil birdied like the first three holes or something and then kind of... Oh, I just saw he, saw I saw he had the lead. I didn't actually yeah, look at anything so beyond that. Phil, the great. Um, Gotta find this. Um, so I, I just think it's going to be, um, it's going to be one of those things that I'm going to be honest with you. I don't care who the other player is, but as long as they beat a lift player, I'm going to be happy. As long as it's yeah. a winner and a man, a four majors this year is not an LIV golfer. What about Cam, uh, Cam? So Cam Tom, Smith, Smith, Yeah, he would only be eligible for the president's cup, obviously being, well, I mean the four majors though. Yeah, I mean, he's probably their best player, right? I mean, yeah. he was, at one point, the number one player in the world. Yeah. Um, defending, what, um, players champion? He won't be there to defend it. And British. Um, won the Open Championship um, at St. Andrews. So, um, I I don't know. Like, it's a shame we never get to see Cam Smith kind of compete against the best. Because Liv does not have the best players in the world. Holter and Westwood and Casey... Um, Brooks, Reed, those are not the best players in the world. So um, it's a shame because Cam Smith and Dustin Johnson are probably the two. I mean, Dustin Johnson should be mm, in the Hall of Fame one day. Um, it's a shame that they'll never kind of get to to be, um, yeah. It just it's it is what it is. So um, I can't wait though that Champions Dinner when they asked Tiger about it, what he thought oh, yeah. it was going to be. Um, I mean, I'm not gonna lie to you. That that man, how much you pay for that ticket? Yeah. I mean, seriously. I mean, you have fly on the wall. Who you got? You got Sergio, Dustin, Phil, Patrick Reed, Patrick Reed. Um, I, sadly, I, not Rory. Yeah. I, if Rory I, was there, I would say that they they might have to have some security for to break up fights. But I mean, I don't know. What's Tiger and Jack and Freddie? I mean. How are they going to react? I think it, it'll be interesting because Fred obviously was super outspoken mm-hmm. about Liv. I mean, he called out the fact that nobody could stand Phil Mickelson. And mm-hmm. I mean, that's who Fred attacked more than anybody was Phil Mickelson. Mm-hmm. I mean, he, he went after him. And Tiger, Tiger's never directly gone after anybody. Just, he said he just doesn't. All he said is just, yeah. He doesn't stand for it. Doesn't, he, doesn't, he basically just said he doesn't stand for the LIV um, or anything that they stand for. Um, but, yeah. You're right. Some of the most outspoken critics aren't master champions, so they won't be there. Yeah, but sadly. you definitely have some obnoxious live players that will. 
And um, but it would be a good time. I mean, I want to see Tiger win it, but obviously, if Rory won it, I would be happy too. Yeah, it's time for Rory to time for Rory to get that the the, the, the career Grand Slam, and it would be a fitting way. Um, of course, and then you can stand on the 18th green and say "fuck you, Patrick Reed." He might. He might. <laughs> and Phil Mickelson. Did you see the Did you see the documentary, the the full swing? I have not watched any of it yet. Oh, you gotta watch it. But I know at one point in the episode, um, it's at the end, and I don't remember what they were talking about, but it wasn't about Phil. And then he he said like, "Fuck you, Phil." I mean, Phil wasn't there, but he did. Yeah, like he said it on air. Yeah. He said, "Fuck you, Phil." Yeah, I'm gonna watch it. Maybe today I will. Yeah. I just, oh, I need a, I need a little bit of a, yeah. Maybe I will today. I'll put it in the box and see what I can come up with, but. Um, so it's good. So next week we'll be able to talk the players championship. Next week's Arnie's tournament. Always a good tournament. Usually a decent field. We'll talk the players championship. We'll see if Tiger Woods, um, maybe plays in the players. I don't know if he loves that course, to be honest with you. Um, I love it, but I don't know if Tiger really loves it. I, I, I feel like maybe he, I feel like Tiger wants to play at a course where maybe eight under wins or seven under. Mm-hmm. And I feel like at the players more than not 16 15. under. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I don't think Tiger wants to play in a tournament where, depending on the weather conditions, remember last Saturday at the players, it turned into a shit show. Um, but Tiger don't want to play in a tournament where 20 under is going to win. Um, Especially now that they played in March. Not yeah, May. He, he's going to want to play in a tournament where six under wins, so we'll see. All right, let's turn the NFL. So we still got a couple of really big things. Aaron Rodgers is out of hibernation. He spent four days in the... Um, he spent four days in the, um, I don't know what you call it, the, the house, um, the little house that has um, no lights, I guess, right, and no TV, and it, or and it had just like a rug that he could do some aerobics on or something and a little bed. Um, and I guess now it is, does he stay with the Packers? Does he get a trade from the Packers, or does he retire? The Jets obviously want Aaron Rodgers. Of course, there's talk about him going back to San Francisco. They even talked about that in the golf the one time when he was playing. Las Vegas is still there. Um, so the question is, does he got a better chance of winning a championship in Green Bay, Las Vegas, or the Jets? I would say the Jets. So, and what does Las Vegas have that... I mean, he already had some weapons in Green Bay. He might not have had Devontae Adams, but... I mean, I think they have a way better chance. He has a better chance of winning it than the Jets. Oh, I mean, the Jets were competitive, and they had yeah. literally no quarterback. And they had, I mean, Brees Hall got injured, right? Yeah. I mean, they have lots of talent. team up, but, I mean. Good defense, good wep- good solid weapons, um, good running backs. Um, I mean, they, they have what, they like they said, um, like I think it was the, the um, owner of the Jets basically said, like they asked him about Aaron Rodgers, and he said, well, as long as we can get somebody back there, I think we have a chance to win the Super Bowl. And so he means. But that's funny because they could jump on Derek Carr if they want. Well, they could get Derek Carr. There's no doubt they want to know if Aaron Rodgers is yeah. a potential because in the end they definitely feel he is obviously the better quarterback and he yeah. is. Um, and I mean that's the thing, Derek Carr. Then where's he going to end up? Because if he don't go to the yeah. Jets, I mean, is he maybe waiting to go to Baltimore? I mean, are they going to really let Lamar Jackson go? It to me. It feels like Lamar Jackson's going to be gone from Baltimore. Yeah. I mean, I think that whole situation's a dumpster fire. They went out and got the Georgia offensive coordinator. He admits that he never talked to Lamar. He admitted that 
He's never talked to any of the players on offense. Um, Baltimore, though, I think, I'm going to be honest with you, I kind of give Baltimore a lot of credit. They put their feet in the sand and they're like, look, we're not going to do what Cleveland did. Give money to a rapist. We're not going to give you Kyler Murray's guaranteed money, who apparently can't even read a book um, and is injury prone. And we're not going to do that. We're going to give you good money, but we're not going to give you a guaranteed contract. We're not going to sell to have you back under center. Yeah. And let's be honest, Lamar Jackson has been injury prone. Mm-hmm. Lamar Jackson has won the MVP, right? But he hasn't. Yeah, they win 10, 11 games a season. I mean, I think that's because Baltimore's a good team. They got a good defense every year, right? I mean, that's why I mean, Pittsburgh wins. They almost wins. beat Bengals, the Bengals this year in the playoffs. So yeah, I without mean. Without really any offense. So I guess my thing is. They could have probably beat them with, all the, with you know, a couple of plays that they just ruined them. But. I think all the other NFL franchises are loving what they're doing right now to Lamar Jackson because it's going to kind of maybe stop the mistakes that were started by Cleveland and Arizona with their guaranteed money. I don't know, but let's be honest with you. What do the Ravens look like without Lamar Jackson? They got to get somebody. Because Tyler Huntley's not going to be the answer, folks. And then the question is, where would Lamar Jackson end up? I mean, because some team will throw their soul to Lamar Jackson. A team that absolutely... Cardinals. (laughs) I mean, I think Las Vegas might do it. I think they'd be desperate. Yeah. Um, They got... They could re-sign their running back. Obviously, they have Devontae Adams, have great tight ends. Um, Then you get Lamar throwing the ball and running the ball. I mean, Oakland becomes instant Super Bowl contenders. So... Uh, or would Lamar maybe go to a place like San Francisco and work with Shanahan, uh, maybe in an offense that works more better for him? I, I don't. I, I have no do idea. That if I was San Francisco. Um, you know, or does he get traded to a team like Indianapolis? Or I mean, just sign. I, I don't know what's going to happen, but um, I, and Lamar's put so many things out on social media. I just think that 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 situation is broken, and um, if he comes back, I'd be shocked. Yeah, there's a lot of. There's, we have some things to find out in the NFL in a yeah, couple months. The NFL actually though was had a quiet week. I would say from last week to this week. Yeah, but we have you know a couple quarterbacks that are huge names that are they don't oh, have yeah. a, they don't have a team right now. So yeah, right now we had of course I think the um, the franchise tag just opened up. I think they got into like March 10th, and then of course we'll get ready for the NFL draft. But actually it was a nice quiet NFL week altogether. Sounds pretty good, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. How about the Los Angeles Lakers? Do you think they're making the playoffs? Um, they're only like a game out of like tenth, so technically they could. Yeah. Man, you think Le- LeBron James's career in Los Angeles has been a disappointment? They won the bubble year, right? Yep. I mean, I don't even know. That was just a weird year. I don't know if they would have not been in the bubble if they would have won. You think it's been kind of a, a sour career since he left Cleveland? I mean, I don't think, think so. you expect more, though, I mean, going to Los Angeles? I mean, to, to be fair, at the same time, he was, like, in his 16th year by the time he went there. But, I mean, just uh, some of the young guys that the Lakers drafted didn't really work out. I mean, Kuzma, uh, Brandon Ingram, and Lonzo. I mean, Lonzo isn't even playing anymore. I'm not sure he ever really will, but... <laughs> Um, those just they just didn't work out for him. So I don't know. I mean, I just have no respect for the NBA anymore. So that's the, I, I feel like I'm the wrong person to ask. 
I'm just negative on the whole NBA aspect because I think wow. it's all horrible basketball. But you you saw it was one. What would you say? One seventy five. One seventy five to one seventy six. What a game! That's a lot of points. One fifty three to one fifty three in, in regulation. So I hope you took the over in that one, folks. If you did, you <laughs> there's no way you didn't win money because it was obviously a lot of points scored. So, anyways, it's a quieter week in sports this week. So, what does that mean? We take some deep breaths. We get ready for next week. Think things more things will be amping up. But it was like a calm week in sports. You know what that means. We're just one thing away from making everything. We're one week away from like a sports earthquake. That's right. And the month of March, let's be honest with you, there's a lot more to go. And Yeah, I mean, you got March Madness, you got the Masters a week after that, you got the Players, you got Army's Tournament, you got the MLB starting. 29th or something. Yeah, they usually start about a couple days before the end of March. There you go. Day or two before the end of March. Let's enjoy a calm week because we got a lot more. XFL, CFL, whatever it's called, USFL, whatever it's called. Um, AJ McCarron, I saw, had led two game winning drives. And I saw Paxton Lynch is the first player ever to be benched in like every professional football league. Hey. At least you're in the history books, folks. Yeah, he made uh, it. So, next something week, to talk about. We'll see if that volcanic earthquake takes place in sports. <laughs>